Welcome to Making Love with your host, Colette Milan. All of us want to be loved. In this show, we'll explore how lovemaking really does make more love in your relationship and how essential real love is to good sex. Tune in for advice on how to become a better lover and how to love sex more. Here is Colette Milan. Hello. Welcome to Making Love Radio. I'm Colette Milan, and I'll be your host. I'm here today with Kimberly Smith, who is my amazing executive assistant. Without her, I would not be able to do this radio show. A little bit about me. I'm a psychotherapist, marriage counselor, and certified sex therapist. But the most important credential I have is that I've been married for 38 years, and I've experienced firsthand the many challenges that bombard and wear down intimate connection. I've learned how to work through those challenges, how to really unconditionally love, and how to make more love in my relationship through the skills of delicious lovemaking. In this show, I'll explore with you how to have true love and great sex. In these shows, you will learn how to really love how to be a better lover, and how to enjoy sex more. You'll see how lovemaking really does make more love in your relationship and how essential real love is to great sex. In today's show, I'll be talking to you about libido, what it really is, and what factors impact it. We'll talk about what factors turn on your libido and what factors turn it off. I told you in the last show that I've been working as a psychotherapist, marriage therapist, and sex therapist for over 23 years, and I've worked with about 2,000 couples. I've always wanted to be a marriage therapist, but I never expected to be a sex therapist. My career as a sex therapist started out with me having sex problems. Before that, I never dreamed I would have problems with sex. When I found my husband, I knew he was the one for me. We had an undeniable spiritual connection and strong physical chemistry. I couldn't keep my hands off him. Within four months, we were married. We had an amazing honeymoon, and I thought we'd be in love forever and just make love every day for the rest of our lives. And then we came home and settled into our lives together. For a while, we did make love every day, but then after a while, I just didn't feel like having sex. Maybe it was because I got pregnant on my honeymoon and we had kids right out of the gate instead of having the honeymoon stage in our marriage that we so badly needed. Maybe it was because we were struggling financially. Maybe it was all those things we didn't know about each other before we got married that were now bugging us about each other. Maybe it was the pressure I felt from him to have more sex. Maybe it was the misunderstandings, the hurt feelings, or the withdrawing from each other that made it harder for me to want to have sex. At, the, at that time and for many years after, I didn't know what it was. All I knew was I loved my husband and I wanted him to feel my love. 
but I just didn't have the libido he wanted me to have. So I have a question for you, Colette. Okay. What exactly is your libido? Is it really just your sex drive? You know, most of us assume that libido is sex drive. Sex drive is a part of libido, but libido is so much more than sex drive. I remember the first the day that I first heard the definition of libido. I was reading a college textbook that said the definition of libido is life energy. Those words, libido is life energy, jumped off the page and into my consciousness. At that time, I didn't know why, but I knew that I had come across something profoundly important. I told you in the last show that for years my husband and I argued a lot over my lack of sexual desire for him. I felt so inadequate and defective and I was mad because there was nothing more important to me than having a great marriage and it was sex that was keeping us from that. I became so furious that I decided to go on a big quest to find my sexual desire. I remember that day that I shifted. It was summer and I was in our yard. My husband and I were having our weekly argument over sex. Only this day, there was something different about him. He said, Colette, I know that sex is not important to you, but I'm tired of feeling ashamed that it is important to me. His voice was different than it usually was when we were having our debates over sex. His voice was softer, and he stopped after those words and just walked away. It felt like he had just dropped the rope in our power struggle. I just stood there and thought about what he had said. Even though I had felt so justified about why I couldn't come through for him sexually, I felt in my heart that there was something true that he was aware of about our sexuality. I knew I was missing out on something important. That's the day I decided to go on my big quest to find my sex drive. I raised my fist to the sky like Scarlett O'Hara in Gone with the Wind and I swore, I will one day love sex. Now, I know that sounded totally ridiculous. And it was really ridiculous that I should think that I, being someone with no sex drive, would someday love sex? But that's what I said, and that's what I meant. I meant it when I said, I will one day love sex. And guess what? I carried through with my vow. I gave my best time and energy to pursuing an understanding of what had caused my lack of sex drive, and to pursuing developing the talent of loving sex. All of that time and energy and commitment paid off. I found the answers to why I was blocked sexually. I learned why I had turned off. I learned how to turn back on. And I became a woman who loves sex. Later, I took what I had learned and I made a career out of it by helping women and men 
who also are struggling with low sexual desire. Before this, I thought I was the only one in the world struggling with low sexual desire. I tried to ask my girlfriends if they could relate, but at that time I couldn't find anyone who could relate, or at least they wouldn't admit it. But what I found out later is that there are a lot of women in this world who struggle with low sexual desire. The last research I read said that up to 67% of women struggle with low sexual desire. If you have low sexual desire, you are not alone. In the last 23 years since I've been working with clients who have low sexual desire, I've run across a really interesting phenomena. Eventually, pretty much every one of my clients has used the following words to describe their loss of sexual desire. I'm not turned on. I've shut down. Or, that turns me off. At first, I thought nothing particular of this. These phrases are common lingo in our American culture. But then my in-depth work with low-drive individuals and myself brought me to the groundbreaking awareness that the phrase, I'm not turned on, is not just trivial jargon, but is in fact the root of low sexual desire. Each person who presented to me with low sexual desire was discovering there was an area of her or his life that was not turned on. It made me think about what I had read from my college textbook so many, many years before. I remembered those words, libido is life energy. What I found in working with a multitude of people with low sexual desire is that there is a part of their essential life energy that is not turned on. Many of my low drive clients had at some time in their life either consciously or subconsciously, turned down a vital aspect of their life energy or life presence. When someone comes in to me for help to increase libido, we do work on sexuality, but sex itself isn't the only thing we focus on because usually sex is just the tip of the iceberg. Low sexual desire is the symptom we can see. But what's underlying that sexual symptom is something bigger and much more significant. Low sexual desire is a symptom indicating that you are not fully alive in your life. Some area of your libido or essential life energy is not fully turned on. As I was searching to understand why I and the clients who were coming to me had lost our sexual desire, I realized there are four main categories of a person's life that affects sexual desire. And within these categories, there are a number of important contributing factors that can be turning on or off libido. So what are the four main categories in a person's life that affect their sexual desire? The four main categories are biological, psychological, 
relationship, and sexual development. The first category of factors, like I said, is biological. And what's involved in the biological category? Biological factors are anything that has to do with your physical body that affects your sexuality. The second category is psychological. So probably self-explanatory, but what's in the psychological category? Psychological factors include your associations that you have to sex because of what you've been through. These are your thoughts and feelings that have come up when you contemplate having sex. Also included in the psychological category are how you feel about yourself and your body and how that affects your sexual desire. Also included in the psychological category is your approach to life and how it affects your sexuality. You said the third category is your relationship. Tell us how that would affect your sexual desire. The relationship category has to do with your relationship with your lover, the person you're having sex with. It's about what is going on in your relationship with your partner that is affecting how you feel about him or her, and it's affecting your desire to want or not want to have sex with him. There are several factors that could be going on in your relationship that are turning off your feelings and blocking your desire to have sex with your partner. (laughs) You said the fourth category is your sexual development. What do you mean when you say sexual development? Sexual development includes how much knowledge you have about sex, how much sexual skill you have, and how much sexual skill your partner has. When I talk about sexual skill, I'm referring to your ability to feel sexual pleasure. So, are you going to explain all the different categories to us? Yes. um, We are going to take a break right now, but um, stay tuned because we're going to come back. We're going to talk more about these categories and where your libido might be turned off. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Second Wind Success, hosted by Gene Garino, is all about helping boomers catch their second wind in business and life. Most of us achieve our greatest success after the age of 50. Life has a learning curve with a few stumbling blocks along the way. As long as you stay committed to your vision and adapt along the way, you'll find the success you're looking for. Tune in to Second Wind Success every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. 
live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Making Love with Colette Milan. We'd love to hear from you today with your questions and comments. Please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to makingloveradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Making Love Radio. I'm your host, Colette Milan. Today we're talking about libido and the various aspects uh, and the various categories of libido where we can be turning on or off. So today, and right now at this moment, we're going to go back to each one of these main categories and mention the factors within each category that can be turning on or off your sexual desire. Before I do that, I want to say, if you are struggling with low sexual desire or your partner is struggling with low sexual desire, this is a very important show for you to be listening to. What I want you to do is listen intently to what I tell you today and write down the factors that I mentioned that you think are going against or turning off your sexual desire. Again, I want you to write down the factors you hear me say that you think are turning off your sexual desire. If you're not able to keep up with me in writing down those factors impacting your sexual desire, go to my website at www.sextherapyutah.com and then go to my radio show tab and click on it and find this show in the list. This is show number 12. If you are listening live, give us 48 hours to get this show posted. Listen to the show at your convenience and write down the factors that I mentioned that are impacting your sexual desire. You can also do the same thing by coming back to voiceamericavariety.com and re-listening to the show. So now, let's go back to the first category, which is biological. Biological factors are anything that has to do with your physical body. So what are some of the biological factors that would affect affect a person's sexual desire? One uh, biological factor that it can affect your sexual desire is your state of health. Do you have a disease, illness, or injury that is affecting your sexual desire? So what, what are some of the illnesses that you would say reduce a person's sexual desire? Well, a, a few of the diseases that can reduce sexual desire are diabetes and high blood pressure. Another biological factor that affects sexual desire is medications. 
I know there's probably a lot of medications, but what are some of the most common medications people use that affect that sexual affect desire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the following medications inhibit sexual desire and functioning. Uh, SSRI antidepressants like Prozac, um, beta blockers that lower high blood pressure, antihistamines like Benadryl, anti-seizure drugs like Tegretol, even opioid painkillers like Oxycontin and Percocet, and anti-anxiety medications like Xanax, baldness medications like Propecia, and 5-alpha reductase inhibitors like Proscar, and of course, chemotherapy drugs. Wow, I had no idea some of those medications would reduce your sexual desire. I know. I didn't know that either until I started studying them. For instance, I had no idea that Benadryl or painkillers or anti-anxiety medications reduce sexual desire. Some people use alcohol, marijuana, or other drugs to relax and feel less inhibited, but in actuality, these substances decrease sexual desire by lowering important sex hormones over time. Really? That's completely opposite of what I've always heard. I know. And smoking has been found to decrease sexual desire because it increases heart disease. Heart heart disease decreases blood flow that's necessary for sexual arousal. What about birth control? Can birth control decrease a person's sexual desire? Yes. Hormonal birth control methods can decrease libido, sometimes long-term. Synthetic progesterone is a major ingredient in many of the birth control products currently out on the market. Unbeknownst to many women, one way their synthetic progesterone-containing contraceptive is keeping them from getting pregnant is by reducing their interest in sex. The synthetic version of progesterone, which is Provera, is such a powerful killer of sex drive that it has been used to chemically castrate perpetrators of violent sex crimes by canceling testosterone and consequently depressing their sex drive. In the Journal of Sexual Medicine, there is a study that talks about this. And it says some women who take the pill have 40 to 50% reduction in their libido. That's because one thing that makes women have sexual desire is the hormone testosterone. Testosterone is made in the ovary in very small amounts. The birth control pill suppresses the formation of testosterone by the ovary. Women who take the pill have less testosterone and less sexual desire, according to this study. There is also a protein made in the liver called sex hormone binding globulin that binds up the testosterone that can be used by the body, which reduces the testosterone that can, that can give you sexual desire. Women who take the pill have less testosterone, which they need for their libido. And it appears that this decrease in testosterone persists for about a year, even after a person has taken, has stopped taking the birth control. Another uh, thing, a biological factor that impacts sexual desire is pregnancy, because all of your hormones are being altered. And if you are breastfeeding, plan on saying goodbye to your sex drive while you're nursing. Breastfeeding stimulates the hormone prolactin, which inhibits sex drive. 
I had absolutely no idea that breastfeeding would decrease your sexual desire. I know, me neither. (laughs) I personally breastfed all my babies for years, all the while wondering why I had no sex drive. For some of us, our libidos are turned down because of hormone deficiencies or imbalances. For women, our sex drive is dependent on having just the right balance of estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. If you have chronic low desire, the first thing you need to do is get your hormones tested because not having adequate sex hormones will affect your sexual desire and functioning. If you have an inadequate hormonal foundation, all the work you do in other areas will not bring back your sex drive. You must have optimal hormones in order to have vibrant sex drive. And one of the main biological factors impacting your sexual desire is that you're a woman. Remember what I told you from our last show? Women have, I said, 20 to 80 times less testosterone than men, which is what gives men their strong, compelling, urgent sex drive. Actually, I just read in Dr. Diana Hoppe's book that men have 10 to 100 times more testosterone than women. Our sex drive hormones are turned down compared to men. I also said on our last show that testosterone is spiking into a man's bloodstream every 15 minutes. So he is getting a constant dosing of hormones to keep his sex drive strong and constant. We women, on the other hand, are dependent on having just the right balance of estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone in order to have optimum sex drive. But throughout the month, our hormones fluctuate, and there are times of the month that our hormones are thrown out of the balance needed to maintain optimal sex drive. There are times of the month that our hormones are actually turning our sex drive off. If you missed the last show, be sure to go and listen to it because we talk a lot about that. Menopause can have a big impact on sexual desire because your ovaries are no longer producing the adequate amounts of the estrogen and progesterone that you need. The results are vaginal dryness, thinning of the vaginal wall lining, reduced sensitivity to sexual touch, and decreased blood supply to the genitals, making orgasm more difficult. And hysterectomy may create and even accelerate menopause symptoms. So So what about stress? Does stress affect us? Yes, it does affect libido. Stress particularly kills libido. When a person is highly stressed, the body responds by producing cortisol. Cortisol is there to help us with the stress, but it decreases DHEA, which is the building blocks of the other important sex hormones, such as estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Okay, so I'm curious. What about eating? Can eating affect our sexual desire? Yes. We have the power to increase or decrease our sexual desire through our choices of food, exercise, and sleep. Exercise and certain foods have been found to boost sexual functioning, and we'll do a show on that. I had a client who was seeking help for extremely low sexual desire, and I found that a major contributor to her lack of libido was her nutritionally void junk food diet. Not only did she lack libido energy, she had no energy at all. 
Now I want to go to the second category of factors that reduce libido, which is psychological. What are some of the psychological factors that can affect our sexual desire? There are many psychological reasons why people turn off. Psychological turnoffs have to do with what you think and feel about sex. You may feel shame or guilt about sex, deep down feeling that sex is bad, dirty, or wrong, based on messages that you receive from your family, religion, or culture. You may have negative feelings to sex based on bad sexual experiences that you've had. Maybe you had sex with someone who didn't care about you and you felt used by that person. Maybe you were sexually abused. Maybe you ended up with an unwanted pregnancy or even an abortion. These are very, very painful associations to sex that would make you want to avoid sex. You may associate sex to pain because intercourse has been physically painful to you. Maybe you have poor body image and low self-esteem. You look in the mirror and you're turned off by what you think about your body. Maybe you're a mother, which means you're on call 24-7. Though you work around the clock, you have little evidence of having accomplished anything. If you ever have any spare time, it rarely occurs to you to indulge in sexual pleasure. What you crave is alone time and privacy, not sex and intimacy. You may see sex as just another chore. Maybe you have a demanding career. Maybe you have a special needs child. Or maybe you're taking care of your parents in addition to everything else. Or maybe you're a type A person who has high standards expecting more out of yourself than you can really do. You may be so overwhelmed and overscheduled that you don't believe you have time for sex. Perhaps you've turned off feeling because your feelings get in the way of what you need to accomplish. Maybe the reason you don't feel sexy is because you don't feel. You don't have time to feel. These are a few of the examples of ways you can be psychologically turned off. Listeners, I want you to ask yourself, in which of these areas are you turned off? Now let's go to the third category, which is relationship. What is going on in your relationship with your partner that is affecting how you feel about him and is turning off your sexual desire for him? So this one's probably a super broad (laughs) category, (laughs) but what are some of the things that can happen that would cause you to turn your feelings off for your partner. You may be experiencing a clog in the flow of your libido because of your problems in your relationship with your partner. Maybe you have unresolved issues that you're not able to communicate about. Maybe your relationship has become stagnant and boring because you two have stopped dating and prioritizing your relationship. Maybe you've turned off your feelings for your partner because he has done some things that seriously hurt you or broke your trust, like having an affair. Many women who have been hurt like this automatically turn off their feelings for their partner because it just hurts too bad. Maybe your partner has the kind of career in which he's gone from home for long periods of time, like men in the military, and you had to turn off feeling in order to cope with the pain of missing him so bad. 
so many times you don't even realize that you're turning off your feelings. It just happens subconsciously. Maybe you're turned off by hygiene issues like bad breath or body odor that you tolerate because you don't want to hurt your partner's feelings. Maybe sex is unappealing to you because your husband is always pressuring you for sex. Or maybe he wants to do sexual things that you feel uncomfortable with. I've had women tell me, I have sexual desire, just not for my husband. If this is the case in your relationship, your issues, your relationship issues need to be addressed and resolved in order for you to revive your sexual desire for your mate. This would probably be a good time for a break. Uh, We're going to take a break now and then uh, come right back because I want to share with you an interview that I did with a woman who has low sexual desire and she talks about the areas in her life where she turned off. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you a pet parent? If so, you'll want to stay up to date on the latest tech gadgets and advances for your canine or feline friend. With a ton of apps, websites, tech toys, and more, you'll want to be in the know when it comes to the real treasures and the duds. For that information, listen for Pet Lover Geek with host Lorian Clemens. We test and discuss what's hot and what's not on the pet front, so you'll be better informed. Tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Making Love with Colette Milan. We'd love to hear from you today with your questions and comments. Please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to makingloveradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. 
to Making Love Radio. I'm your host, Colette Milan. Today we're talking about libido, and we've just been talking about the various areas in life where your libido can be turned off. Um, I have a woman named Brenda, who I did an interview with. I actually wanted her to be live on this show but she was not able to do that but we did do an interview and I would like to share that with you she struggles with low sexual desire and you'll see how she has some of the factors going on that we mentioned where your uh, desire can be turned down so here's the interview with Brenda Okay, Brenda, so you've been coming in to me because you're struggling, you've been struggling your whole marriage with low sexual desire. First of all, I want to ask you, how long have you been married? Uh, Almost 15 years. Okay. And how old are you? I am 44. Okay. So you um, have some biological factors that have had a big impact on your sexual desire. You said that right from the beginning of your marriage, you struggled with exhaustion. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of work that you had to do to prepare for your wedding, and you were exhausted on your wedding night. But I think you also said that your exhaustion lasted your whole honeymoon. It did. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would get better on the honeymoon, but it, it never did. Yeah. And in fact, you said that you've really been struggling with exhaustion your whole marriage. Um, I So because of that, I asked you to do some hormone testing mm-hmm. to see if you had a hormone problem that might be impacting your sexual desire and also your exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And so you did have your hormones tested. And what did you find out from your uh, test results? I found out that I was just low in every area. My thyroid, my iron, my vitamin D, my D, E... DHEA, DHEA, Mm -hmm. my cortisol, um, my glucose, um, my progesterone, I mean everything. I was testosterone, everything was just painfully low. Yes, and um, that was what I suspected, Mm -hmm. and sometimes we are turned down hormonally and we're not realizing it. We're just not running at our full capacity. Mm-hmm. And I think that was definitely what was happening with you. Definitely. And so you're now working with somebody to bring these hormones back up to more optimal levels. Correct. I would go every year and mention to my gynecologist that my sex drive was low. And all to them, my, norm, my levels all looked normal. But going to this specialist made a difference. Yes. So hopefully your hormones will get turned back on right. and you'll be uh, having more energy and right. you hopefully it will impact your sexual desire. Correct. Um, you also had some psychological factors that were impacting you. Now psychologically, this is an area that's kind of a catch-all it, uh, where we talk about things like associations, that you've had to sex, but even about your lifestyle can be included in psychological factors. Mm -hmm. And one thing I know about you is that you are a very successful businesswoman. You're an outstanding homemaker, uh, mother and uh, wife. 
um, you're real conscientious about doing everything well. And um, I think that you t also want um, are somewhat of a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that sometimes when we are trying to do so well in our life that we can um, kind of shut down our feelings so that we can accomplish. Do you think that may have happened with you? I, I do. I've had a lot of time in our meetings and, and thinking and talking about it. And I think women have a hard time saying no and a hard time asking for help. Yes, and that is another area that we're going to talk about in just a minute um, in the relationship area that I think has impacted your sexual desire. Mm -hmm. Also, um, I'm not going to go into this, and I don't think it's impacting your sexual desire right now, but when you got married, uh, the year before you got married, you had a tragic uh, thing happen in your family where your nephew had a very uh, tragic death. And I think that may have also at that time had an impact on your sexual desire. Um, I know it's not affecting you now. Sure, but, sure. But I'm wondering if, because I know it's hard for me um, when something horrible like that has happened, for me to feel joyful. Sure. You know, and so anyway, I'm wondering if that has also affected your sexual desire. It certainly could have. And you never know what you suppress. Yeah. Or what's, what's heavy on your mind and what you don't deal with. So, yeah, that affected my whole family, definitely. Yes. So, and then I want to go into the relationship category because I think you've had some relationship factors that have really impacted your sexual desire. And for us women, there are so many things that can impact our sexual desire, but especially in our relationship I mm -hmm. think we can turn off so you had an incident that happened with your husband where um, you lost some trust correct can you tell us a little bit about that what you feel good about saying you know I I trusted him with something I told him something very personal I was the I was getting ready to to lose my job actually the company had sold and I'm actually the breadwinner, so I was concerned, and I let him know, but wanted to keep that in confidence till I figured it out. And he chose not to. He he told his friends, who told other friends, and who even told my sisters. And all these people knew that I had no idea and thought I had lost my job, which really wasn't the case. But the pressure of making a house payment, you know, trying to stay on top of that, and then the one person you're supposed to trust was a big mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that, that affected me in a huge way. I felt very betrayed. Yes, and I can see how you would. And do you remember kind of turning off with that, your feelings towards Absolutely. him? Absolutely. I, I can't even tell you that I... Whether it was con it was conscious, but subconsciously too, I I really never shared anything with him again uh -huh. after that. I really just shut down. I didn't discuss work, what I was worried about, nothing. Mm -hmm. I just quit talking about it because I didn't trust him. Yeah, thank you for sharing that because I think for a lot of us women, when we lose trust. 
um, there's a part of us that really does shut down. Mm -hmm. And I do think it impacts our sexual desire. Um, To cap that off, you had something else happen um, in your relationship. And I think other women that have had this happen can really relate. Uh, Another thing happened to you that made you really lose trust. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and I think you said you, that was when you know you really shut down. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about um, that? You know, it's funny. He hadn't, it's not funny, but he had an affair, and but he doesn't call it an affair. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that means one time or six times. I, I'm not sure exactly what that means. Um, and the one thing I did is I, because I, I knew our sex life was struggling, I, for a long time, tried to blame that on myself Mm -hmm. because we weren't having sex. He had to go find it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And that certainly, that that just doesn't make you feel any better. It did just affect the trust even more. Yeah. Wow. So, um, I can see how that on top of the other thing that happened would just be a double whammy. Mm -hmm. Um, so, how I know that now you're trying to repair your relationship uh-huh. and you're trying to revive your sexual desire. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it seems like you've told me that that you just know that back then that you really, really turned off. No question. In, in every area to him, not even just sexual, um, I mean, kissing, hugging talking hmm. um going to see a movie together going to dinner together yeah i shut off completely yeah and that does happen for women it's really interesting how sometimes kissing what is one of the hardest things to do mm-hmm. when we don't feel close to our partner so well brenda i so appreciate you coming and sharing today because i think that you're a good example you're such a you know, such a normal, healthy person. And um, these things that you brought up today are typical things that we find, you know, just have a really big impact on our sexual desire where we turn off. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that right now, like I said, you're trying to repair your relationship and increase your sexual desire. And in order to do that, you have to understand why you turned off in the Mm -hmm. first place and do things where you can authentically turn on you can't just force yourself to have feelings that you don't have so this is where we're doing some therapy around these different areas it's a hard subject Mm -hmm. to talk about it is it is and nobody seems to understand you know your point of view so it is good to talk about it yeah well Brenda I so appreciate you thank you so much for sharing with us today um thank you so much thank you Okay, now I want to go to the fourth category, which is sexual development. I so appreciate Brenda, and she talked about the biological, psychological, and relationship aspects. But now let's talk about sexual development. And this has to do with how much knowledge do you have about sex? How skilled are you in experiencing sexual pleasure? How knowledgeable is your partner? about um, female sexuality. Like I said in our last show, female sex
sexuality is almost opposite of male sexuality. We women don't have the hormonal foundation that men have that gives them that constant strong sexual desire that makes them be able to be sexually aroused in moments. Often men assume that we women feel what they do, and they don't understand why we wouldn't want sex like they do. They don't understand that it takes us a lot longer to get sexually aroused than it does them. They often don't know that because of our monthly hormonal cycle, there are times of the month that our bodies are hormonally turned off to feeling sexual desire. It's important that your lover has knowledge about female sexuality and that he's realistic in what he expects from you as a female. It's also important that your partner is skilled in making love to a woman, that he understands that usually women don't start out with sexual desire. They have to get aroused and then the desire comes. Men need to understand that direct sexual grabbing and fondling is too much for a woman at first. He needs to know how to play your female instrument. You need to know how to play your female instrument. You need to learn all you can about your sexual body and you need to practice skills so that you can give yourself sexual pleasure so that then you can teach your partner how to give you sexual uh, pleasure. You need to practice being able able to feel sexual pleasure. You need to practice how to feel it sooner how to increase your sexual pleasure, and how to make it last longer. Like I said before, men are gifted sexually because of their hormones. We women are not gifted sexually. Sexual desire, arousal, and orgasm are skills we have to develop by learning and practicing. These skills won't just come to us on their own. When you are very skilled at being able to feel sexual pleasure, you will be turning on an essential aspect of your libido or life energy, which will show up in you authentically loving sex like I do now. So listeners, I want to have you look at your libido. What areas of your life are turned down or off so that your libido is not running at full capacity? Imagine what it would feel like if your libido or life energy was running at full capacity. When your libido or life energy is running at full capacity, you will experience a fullness of joy. Low sexual desire is a symptom indicating that you are not living at your full life energy voltage. There is some area of your life where you are not fully living your life Your life energy is turned off or down in some area of your life. Ask yourself, if your life energy was a battery, out of 100%, what voltage of life energy are you living in your life right now? I know it's crazy for me to ask you to give me a number about something like this, but just try. Take a stab at it. Give me a number. Kimberly, I'm going to ask you that question. If your life energy was a battery, out of 100%, what voltage of life energy are you living at right now? I would say probably 50 to 60%. Wow. Okay. And and then, audience, I want you to ask yourself, out of 100%, what's the percentage of your sexual desire right now? And Kimberly, out of 100%, how much sexual desire do you feel in your life right now? Probably about the same, about 60%. You know, that's what I've found. 
I found that there's a correlation between how much a person is fully living their life and how much sexual desire they have. Libido is your life energy, and the degree to which you are alive in your life will be the degree to which your sexual desire will show up. So now we're going to be ending in just a bit, but there's something I want to say in this show, and that is that it's really important to me that in this show, I'm giving you high-quality information that is relevant to what you need. The information in today's show and last week's show is from the book I'm writing called I'm Not Turned On, Secrets for Increasing Sexual Desire in Women. It would help me a lot if you could give me some feedback on how you feel about these last two shows. Was the information helpful? Was it relevant to you? Give me any feedback that would help me provide a better show for you. What are some of the topics you would like us to address on this show? You can give me your feedback by contacting me on Facebook, which is at Making Love Utah. Or you can email us at makingloveradio at gmail.com. So it looks like we need to end because we've run out of time. (laughs) Next week, we're going to talk more about sexual desire, not just in women, but in men. I'll talk about what you can do to increase your libido, and we will be answering questions that people have emailed to me. And if you have a question, feel free to call into the show. Be sure to visit our website at www.sextherapyutah.com where you can listen to any of our radio shows at your convenience. On our website, you can also find out more about me and my husband, Dr. Mark Malin, and the work we do to help couples have a better love life. Again, our website is www.sextherapyutah.com. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Till we meet again, have a great weekend, and remember, making love really does make more love in your relationship. And real love is essential to great sex. Thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to join your host, Colette Milan, for another edition of Making Love next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great weekend. And remember these two things. Lovemaking really will make more love in your relationship. And real love is essential to good sex. 